0: sequence uh, five four
1: three two one zero liftoff we have a liftoff 32 minutes past the hour liftoff on apollo
0: 11 hey guys and Hello. welcome yes. to today's episode of space but messier my name is flo
1: and i'm tony welcome to Spacebook messier <laughs> i'm sorry i have to talking warn you way
0: louder than i thought you would
1: oh should we start over and both be on the same tone here?
0: i know i thought it was funny
1: oh no okay yes i just barged hello
0: in. um
1: quick warning i am a little under the weather and mm. my nose is a little stuffy so bear with me um it is still i i was just tony. gonna say
0: it's still tony not an imposter it is wow glad we had the same thought of clarifying
1: yeah i really almost just said the imposter joke. <laughs> I decided not to. It's because I like pasta. Anyway, this just in, Flo hasn't seen Interstellar.
0: Never. Yeah. I, I can't I believe it.
1: First news story of this episode is that I watched Interstellar the other night. For the first time? No. Oh, oh dear. No. Um, <laughs> that movie is so good. If you need to get re-energized or motivated about space, Flo, then Interstellar is amazing. Just take this Blu-ray. This is the sound of me passing
0: there it is it's here take that (laughs) thank you i'm
1: receiving it you are receiving it also (laughs) she hasn't seen school of rock which is a personal no-no for me that's one of my favorite movies so flo you have some homework i have a lot
0: of watching to do also you might want to have to cut this part out. i also haven't seen the martian okay but i one of my favorite movies of all time is rocket man (laughs) <laughs> rocket man <laughs> do you remember that one no oh my gosh i, it's from I remember the 90s. i
1: remember the video game rocket man on nes
0: oh my gosh no we have to watch this movie okay please if you know what i'm talking about this rocket man movie about the guy that is like oh my gosh he's just a total loser and they decide to send him to space oh
1: rocket man yeah. yes i've got the whole the world, world in my hands. <laughs> yes okay thank you
0: yes that's one of the best movies i ever seen i forgot that was I've called Rocketman.
1: Well, okay. Yeah, You do have some street cred with Rocketman.
0: I really do. I've seen that movie like 50 times.
1: Okay, well, you need to watch Interstellar and The Martian once. I know, I do. I think
0: I just lost all credibility with our audience.
1: Uh, Possibly. (laughs) But that's okay. Next week, you will hear about how awesome those movies Mm -hmm. are, right, Flo? Yes.
0: My fun fact of the day will be that I watched it and that I liked it.
1: And that she's thoroughly confused with Matt Damon's character in both of those movies. Yes. You will find that out soon. Gosh. It's very confusing.
0: Oh, I'm really excited. Anyway... So fun fact of the day, I haven't seen those movies. Tony has another fun fact that we had planned out. That was an unplanned fun
1: fact. Do I? Oh, yeah. Yeah, tell us. Fun fact of the day, there is possibly a planet made out of diamonds. Um, As space facts go, this is pretty impressive in my opinion. Um, But research by Yale University scientists suggests that a rocky planet called 55 Cancri e which uh, has a radius twice the size of Earth's and a mass eight times greater than Earth's, may have a surface made of graphite and diamond. It's 40 light years away, but visible to the naked eye in the constellation of Cancer.
0: Okay, I'm going to start calling this right now, because okay. we've been talking about how there's the opportunity for people to take spacewalks, and people are starting to go to space okay. as soon as they can figure out to get how to get to this planet faster. People are going to be going there and like, mine your own necklace and uh, <laughs> yeah, they'll be sending like the engagement rings.
1: Come to Cancrete <laughs> e <Yeah. laughs>
0: only five light years away,
1: and five hundred quadrillion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I I'm calling
0: know. it right now. Also, I have another fun fact. You guys, you have more in common with a banana than you realize. Isn't there also that fact about like our DNA is very similar?
1: I have no idea.
0: Okay, I might have just made that up. But you have a lot in common with a banana because bananas are curved because they grow towards the sun. That is why they're curved. And we also grow towards the sun.
1: No, you grow towards the sun. I grow Flo towards is pretty sun. tall. I'm if, six feet if tall. See her. She's <laughs> taller than I am.
0: Yeah, I'm a really big girl. Um, so that's your fact of the day. There's a planet made of diamonds, and you and bananas are basically the same.
1: Basically. I just <laughs> ate a banana.
0: Oh, very oh. interesting.
1: Yeah, very good. All right. Um, Okay, if you have not listened to the end of all of the past episodes so far... You've been missing out. ...you need to be reminded that (laughs) this is the last week of our contest. What we're going to do is we're going to give you a free Space But Messier t-shirt, a free mug with Space But Messier on it. It's super cool. It's the head of an astronaut. You are drinking its thoughts, ah. and we'll send you some stickers as well. All you need to do, if you haven't done so already, is subscribe and review the podcast. That's all we want. We just want to hear what you think, and you will be considered. And we're going to be um, we're going to be taking entries until next Tuesday. Yeah. Okay, so you have until next Tuesday at five p.m. Pacific to enter.
0: Really exciting stuff.
1: Very exciting Enter,
0: stuff. subscribe, submit your... Oh, also just a fact though. If you have... Because um, we've gotten a lot of people emailing us or just telling us our friends that when they post the review, it doesn't work. If that happens to you, when you hit, just hit the submit button and it might either lag or it seems like iTunes is taking a couple days to post. Um, I know someone that posted a review and it took them a couple of days to see that it popped up, but just know that it still works and your review is very important to us.
1: Yes. And thank you mu- so much for doing that.
0: Mm-hmm. Speaking of thank you, we uh, have a very special thank you. Yes.
1: After our <laughs> uh, live episode, we got a super awesome email all the way from Northern Wales. Now ah! we live in Southern California. Um, if you haven't guessed by our uh, totally tubular accents, oh, no. I don't know <laughs> if that's we don't say tubular here, But we have to shout out to Gwydion, who lives in North Wales, 16 years old, hoping to study astrophysics at university and then go on to do super cool space stuff after that. Gwydion, I hope you're listening. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. We loved getting your email, and this episode is dedicated to you.
0: We really did. Thank you so much for the encouragement. Tony sent me your email, and I... I was really excited. Yes. I kind of started dancing.
1: Gwydian, I sent that email to my entire family because I was so oh, excited. So just know.
0: Your kind words meant a lot. They so did. this episode is for Gwydian. Gwydian, also remember to review so we can send you a shirt. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. News of the day. NASA will fly you to the sun, or at least your name. They will fly your name to the sun. So now until April 27th, NASA is accepting online submissions to be sent to the Parker Solar Probe all the way to the sun.
1: Yes, so Parker's solar probe is something I think we mentioned in the first episode. I could be wrong. But it's going as it's going closer to the sun than any uh, satellite has gone before. And the sun does really, really weird things. It's hotter right outside of the sun than it is what we think is the surface. It's so weird. Anyway, we there's so much to learn about the sun. And so this is going to go there. However, if you go to um, go.nasa.gov slash hot ticket.
0: Uh-huh. very hot
1: ticket that's g-o go.nasa.gov slash hot ticket you can um submit a online proposal to have your name on the parker solar probe and if you go there captain kirk is going to be asking you to put your name on that's right it's a video of william shatner yes the original captain kirk so a real
0: experience
1: such a real experience (laughs) very
0: very
1: cool Uh, next up if you haven't heard China's space station is crashing to Earth. Now, it's called Tiangong-1, and it launched in 2011 as China's first space laboratory, and it's a first step to a permanent space station for them. And for about five years, it orbited Earth and acted as a base for three whole missions for them um, and for the Chinese National Space Administration, and in September of 2016, Chinese officials announced that they had lost control of the station, meaning that it would eventually come hurtling back to Earth. Now. Exactly where it would hurtle was a total mystery. So for an entire year, some people, a very small selection of people have been pretty stressed out about this, but the general population has had no idea until now.
0: <laughs> With this basement messier, red alert.
1: So Guidian, you are safe in Northern Wales. However, are we? Spain, Portugal, France, and maybe Greece I'm is where sure it's expected. I'm pretty
0: sure we have a couple of listeners in France. We, do we? I think so. Oh
1: my gosh! Hello, listeners in France. I'm sorry. Open up your eyes, France. Um, (laughs) It is expected or estimated that um, these parts that are breaking up currently in the atmosphere or will break up in the atmosphere um, will drop in Spain, Portugal, France, or Greece in the next few weeks. Now, Tiangong One translates to Heavenly Palace and is Mm. nine and a half tons. So. Stop, drop, and roll. What is it? Oh no! Cover your head and get under your desk. That's what we learned here in California. Yep. yep, earthquake drill. Um, so I'm sorry, Spain, Portugal, France, and maybe even Greece. We will keep you updated next week.
0: See, you delivered all of this far too calmly. I'm
1: I'm sorry that I'm not. I'm in. I'm in the United States, and I I apologize if that was way too cheerful of a news update. It
0: really update. was. So every episode, we've got something scary.
1: Our thoughts and prayers are for you and for. Everyone. Everyone For the
0: heavenly palace, yes. may it have mercy on you.
1: And may it burn up in the atmosphere in a fiery blaze
0: <laughs> before, reaching before
1: reaching you earth. and your families. Yes. <laughs> so today's topic is actually a, a pretty cool topic. We're not going to go into um, super deep black hole discussion like we did nope. um, or as deep as the questions necessarily. We're going to keep things down to earth for Literally. this week. Down to earth.
0: We are. Everything in today's episode is about things that we have here on earth.
1: That's right. Everything that we're going to be talking about today are called NASA's spin offs. Mm-hmm. And what spin offs are, are um, consumer goods or technologies that were created on Earth because of NASA research. So there's a large population of people that wonder why NASA gets almost $20 billion a year in the budget. And you'll find out that all of the goods and technologies that we get from NASA far outweigh the budget that we get them. Absolutely. I promise it's worth it. Write your congress people and tell them to fund NASA even more.
0: Mhm. And their education programming. Don't forget that. Yes. So starting with spinoffs of this year. So every single year, well, not this year, the 2018 issue of spinoffs. So NASA every single year releases and publishes um, an average of 50 commercial technologies that have origins in NASA missions and research. And they make a little online issue or like a PDF version that you can check out and see all of the crazy things that came to be just in the past year. So you can check out these issues and even download them at spinoffs nasa.gov but I'm going to tell you a couple of my favorites
1: I just want to make a note here mm-hmm. you know when we prepare for this podcast we do have a couple notes in front of us um, specific dates and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why but this one says instead of I'm assuming 1976 yeah, I was
0: typing fast. it says
1: 2976. Mm-hmm. And that confused me very much. And I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Flows from the future. Okay, continue. My note Sorry.
0: says, since 2,976, Spinoff has annually profiled an average of 50 commercial technologies. But it's really since 1976. So if you want, you can go on this website and see every single issue for the past 40-some, 50?
1: Like we said, fast math, not doesn't on the happen. It doesn't yep.
0: happen. But since 1976. So the 2018 ones that I liked the best... Um, Yeah, this is a good one. So basically astronauts go to space. They still need to keep their bodies healthy, but it's very difficult. And it's very difficult for them to have a rigorous workout schedule, especially when the human body loses significant muscle and bone mass so quickly in zero gravity. So they were able to design a weightless weightlifting machine that builds muscle here on earth again. So about this, um... The OYO fitness founder, Paul Francis, worked with NASA to develop a resistance exercise device for the astronauts to use up in space. The innovation led to several lines of earthbound exercise devices, most recently OYO's Fitness Double Flex Silver Portable Gym. That
1: sounds so fancy. It
0: really does. Um, And it looks fancy too. Guys, you should really look up what this thing looks like. So Francis describes the Double Flex as the world's only exercise device that applies resistance to both sides of muscle groups in one motion, which enables um, balanced bodybuilding in half the time. And he says that combining strength with movement without weight or momentum, our portable gym is the new way to get fit anywhere, anytime.
1: Wow. I think, is this affordable? Do you know how much this costs?
0: It's not affordable. It's probably a lot. Yeah. But they have certain um, devices that absolutely are. And they're literally meant for you to have at home.
1: Dang. That's crazy. What a cool spinoff.
0: Yeah. It's a really cool company. So look up OYO Fitness and they have all of these things that they literally have made
1: for astronauts. Dang.
0: And develop for NASA.
1: For maybe when you're not at the gym, <laughs> this one is just as cool. Um, Space grade insulation actually keeps beer colder on Earth. Now, NASA developed this um, and for beer of all things, which is really cool. Now, we've seen there are a couple of different beers out there that um, have sent like hops. To space and back down and they brew beer with it and it's super cool um but keg sheet beer keg insulators made with multi-layer reflective thin film insulation pioneered by nasa they're not just effective but they're lightweight low mass and they're folding up small enough to fit in your back pocket so you can wrap <laughs> one of these kegs up in this sheet um, and it'll keep beer cold so it started showing up at retailers um, in Philadelphia in late summer 2016, and they go from anywhere from $8 to $15. Now, this not only keeps your beer cold, you can wrap a keg mm-hmm. in this, it actually makes it colder, colder. In, in the first four hours.
0: Yeah. So it got, um, they were testing it at first and it was like a 90 degree day. They wrapped it up and a few hours later, it was already four degrees colder than it had been when they first started. Um and for 8 to $15, you're saving a bunch of money. This episode really sounds sponsored. This is not sponsored. Yeah, keg we- Sheets has no idea that we're doing this. But when you think about it, you're saving so much money, energy, and um, like cleanup by not having to use ice. You can just wrap up the keg in these sheets. It makes it sound like we use kegs all the I time. I will say, we are not experienced <laughs> in this matter. I've never actually been in the presence of a keg, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a really cool invention. And what's really cool about it especially is that the company was designing this for NASA. And so they had this specific material. Um, and then they, before shutting down, they were like, okay, what can we do with all of this? And so basically they were like, let's just sell this to regular people. And so they figured, okay, we can make this as a keg beer sheet. I don't know. And so basically they just took the surplus and sold it back to us.
1: So in the... Um spirit of having firsts, if Mm -hmm. you're not busy this Friday, come on over to my condo. We're going to be watching Interstellar. We're going to have a keg there and Flo's going to be able to experience both for the first time. (laughs) Okay, so those are the ones that happened this past year, 2017. It's like the car company where they're like, it's the 2018 Mazda. Once again, not a sponsor. But they're lying. (laughs) It was the 2017 car that they made. Um, And now please hold for a word from our sponsors. (laughs)
0: We don't have sponsors. We tried. Sorry.
1: <laughs> we just wanted to, to do that bit for you. Okay.
0: Now, instead of just focusing on 2018, we're going to do the all-time most famous NASA spin-offs.
1: Okay. The first one is actually really cool and something you probably use every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whether you're using a DSLR camera, a uh, camera on your cell phone, a GoPro, any of those, you're using NASA technology. Uh, The CMOS active pixel sensor in most of your digital cameras was actually invented when NASA needed to miniaturize cameras for missions to other planets. Now, this was mostly to, uh, like, refine images taken on the moon, but still, all of that technology is currently being used in our newest devices.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, Yeah. so
1: that, I think, I don't know, what's the most famous one, would you say?
0: Most famous camera?
1: No, spinoff. From NASA.
0: Well, that people know of, that or people that kn- people use the
1: most. That people know of.
0: Um. In general, wouldn't it be like the MRI or the CAT scan?
1: Actually, no. Actually, no. So NASA didn't act. Why did you say that?
0: That's... isn't that what? That's, I feel like that's what I've always learned. Like, no, but in school. I didn't even
1: put that like in the notes or tell you. But it has to do exactly. Okay, sorry. That was not planned. Okay. <laughs> so first myth of the episode: the MRI and the Am CAT I scan. Wrong? No. <laughs> Yes? Oh. It's kind of a myth. Okay. So the MRI and the CAT scan were not actually invented by NASA, but... They um, used them. They... Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they don't, I don't have want to. to be wrong. Okay, so check it out. The active pixel sensor that I just described to you, it was originally made to enhance images from the moon, but after it was implemented in the cameras, it was also used to improve images of organs in the human body for diagnostic purposes. So... The two techniques that it was used for, it improved the MRI and the CAT scan. So it improved these technologies, but it wasn't designed, but it wasn't designed by NASA. That so wow, that was very wow. It still
0: counts. I wasn't wrong. It still counts.
1: That is, I think that is the most commonly uh, misconceived.
0: Well, yeah, especially just because it's because it's such advanced technology.
1: That's true. And They're like, oh, NASA, of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we just keep passing that on. Totally. So I will start correcting myself. I will stop spreading that
1: lie. <laughs> Please stop spreading that lie. <laughs> Just sit down and watch the Martian.
0: Yeah. Oh, I will. I will. Okay. Super similar to MRIs, right in the same wavelength, enriched baby formula.
1: (laughs) They help us. Yeah. Oh, they help
0: us. (laughs) They make us stronger. It's for our health. Okay. Enriched baby food. So while developing life support systems for Mars missions, NASA funded researchers discovered a natural source for an omega 3 fatty acid, and it's now incorporated into more than 90% of baby formulas on the market nasa made our baby stronger I feel you're like a future baby
1: i'm a future baby <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you're i have to possessive. look into to getting this baby that, formula i know
0: you got to get the 90 oh the 90 percent yeah don't oh, get the 10 percent. i feel like it'd be
1: hard it. to not do
0: to miss it yeah yeah but tony it's you kidding <laughs>
1: okay okay now flo
0: <laughs> miss wrong about mris
1: okay so enriched baby formula. yeah
0: so our babies are stronger because of mars because I'm just some I'm paraphrasing.
1: You're listening. You
0: know what I'm saying. Next up,
1: NASA created the small bits on the end of your chicken, <laughs> chicken drumsticks. No, okay. So uh, NASA created what is called a winglet, and when I described this to Flo before I got the chance to describe it, she was like, "Oh, the little the little bit on the end of the the chicken thigh or whatever you said, <laughs> chicken wing." Um, actually, when you are taking off in an airplane and you're doing your classic Instagram leaving home or on my way home, your boomerang. That is the the wing of the plane. And for some reason, all of us are always sitting on the wing of the plane. I can't, I can't describe that. But anyway, um, that wing, when the wing goes out at the very end, it comes up. um, That is called a winglet. And so they're used by nearly all modern aircraft and it has saved billions of dollars in fuel costs. Absolutely incredible. So thank you, NASA, for making our flight more efficient.
0: I thought you were going to say more affordable because I was like, that's definitely not it.
1: That's definitely not true. (laughs) Unless you fly Southwest, that's very affordable. Yeah. Not um, a sponsor.
0: Not a sponsor. But what's the other one? The super cheap one? Spirit. Spirit.
1: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Um... (laughs) Cheap. Good word.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think they pride themselves in that though, so don't worry. Another spinoff. GPS. So before NASA decided to... Check out and improve the GPS. GPS data could be super inaccurate, um, by as much as like 15 meters. Or
1: so, so NASA did not create GPS.
0: No, but they decided they were like, this needs help. They okay. need us. Um, so it used to be inaccurate by as much as 15 meters, or for us Americans, 50 feet. So, due to the uncertainty of the GPS satellites' positions and the drift in satellite clocks and interference from the Earth's atmospheres, all of these were adding together, and it was making. A huge inaccuracy. Can so you ima- then-
1: wait? Can you imagine? I don't if you've seen The Office. That's what I was thinking. When it's a lake. Siri or whatever tells him to turn right, and he turns right into a lake. That's probably
0: what was happening. Yeah. Pre NASA. So the 90s, which. <laughs>
1: was a wonderful decade.
0: <laughs> the best. Rocket Man came out. The 90s, NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, JPL, the word that is on Tony's sweatshirt right now, uh-huh. developed is. software to correct these uncertainties. So this technology now supports all of the world's major precision GPS providers with corrective data, and it enables accuracy up to within five centimeters. Wow. I know.
1: So if you're on Find My Friends and you can't find your friend... Just look five centimeters to the left or right. You should be just fine.
0: You're close enough. You are. 50 feet to five centimeters. That's unbelievable. Dang.
1: So if you use Waze, Google Maps, I love any I of those. relating
0: this to daily life. I know. Oh, because that makes sense. That's the point of the episode.
1: Awesome. Okay. So another one, which I actually love, you can ask my wife. She actually hates it because she recently got a very memory foam pillow mm-hmm. and...
0: Or you just gave it away
1: during the during the night. I just kind of creep over, and she'll wake up with like my head taking over <laughs> half her pillow. Uh, mostly because the cat has taken over my pillow, but um, that's something else. NASA created memory foam. Okay, so they created it to
0: keep
1: Yes, they created it to keep test pilots cushioned during flights. And today we use it for beds, pillows, couches, chairs, shoes, and even football helmets. So very cool application so cool. for that. So when what is that commercial where you see kelly jumping on the bed and there's a wine glass on the <laughs> other side of the bed the <laughs> that was an
0: astronaut maybe they were protecting and an astronaut with that bed
1: they were and a, yep in a football helmet mm-hmm. <laughs> perfect so <laughs> that's you can crazy. you can thank nasa for the fact that kelly doesn't knock over her wine and on that the bed. you're
0: sleeping well at night that's true yeah my mom uses a Tempur-Pedic. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> She's listening. Okay, next one is advanced water filtration. So even though we've recently discovered water on the moon and on Mars, these planets are still considered deserts. So every drop needs to be recycled and reused. So NASA created a nanofilter, nanofiber filter to purify water in orbit aboard the ISS. And it's currently at work on Earth in devices that supply water to remote villages, as well in the water bottle that lets hikers and adventurers scatter water or those straws. Have you ever seen those, the straws um, oh, that yeah. you can just put directly into a stream or a lake and it filters it right there in the bottle or right before it reaches your mouth?
1: That is, This one is like the craziest spinoff to me because supplying water to remote villages is something that I think would be super rad to work in someday. It's mm. something there's a crazy need for. I know I mentioned this a lot. It was really influential to me. But if you watch Cosmos, A Space Time Odyssey on Netflix, there's an, a part where they have this scientist that's like, okay, I'm going to build this super cool thing with solar panels. It's going to be right off the African coast or right on the African coast. And um, basically we're going to create a steam-powered engine to bring irrigation water to land in Africa, and it's going to be great. And basically what they say in Cosmos is, oh, yeah, and then he lost funding, and then that stopped. Anyway, moving on. And I was like, whoa, what?
0: Let's go back to that. Let's One go. sec. Can you just
1: re- Yeah. So Damn. this is really, really cool, um, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and I know that those straws have changed thousands and thousands and thousands of lives. And now I have people that I go on hiking trips with, and they have their like little bottle that just has the little filter inside of it, yeah. and they can just... They're like, oh, I'll just pull over here and get some water from this stream. And I'm like, oh, well, I ran out of my arrowhead, so.
1: <laughs> Moving on. Moving
0: on. To
1: the next one. Um, most people, when they hear this word, they cringe a little bit. Speaking of mouths. Speaking of mouths, <laughs> um, when you hear the word braces, bum, bum, bum.
0: Middle school, the worst days. <laughs>
1: okay. You think of the pain <laughs> that came with middle school bullying. I think <gasps> of the physical.
0: <laughs> Bully because of my. Things. I, I, I don't want to give it away.
1: I was bullied. You were. I was just because once. of this. Um. Anyway. Okay. So, just
0: once doesn't count as bullying. Um, PSA: Bullying has to be a repetitive action for it to be counting as bu- bullying. That's
1: true. We, yeah. I, Jenna showed me this video today. Of you guys may have seen this in the news. There was a young boy that was bullying someone on a school bus. So they suspended him from the school bus for three days. And what does his dad do? <laughs> his dad. Follows him the next three days as he forces his son to run to school in the rain and he follows him in his car and videotapes him and says, this is what real punishment looks like. Oh, that's sad. I think it's hilarious. (laughs) There is actually kind of an uproar uh, right now. People think that that is bad and think that that is hilarious. It's only a mile. And I mean, he's got, bullying is really bad. I'd rather a kid get a cold from running in the rain than think that bullying is okay.
0: That's true. If it is you, a pretty grave situation.
1: It is. If you think that's harsh parenting, then let me know because I'm not experienced as a parent. So,
0: so I'll I'll keep an eye out for your baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, she'll be fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, she'll um, be more than
1: so anyway, fine. I think we were talking about braces. Braces.
0: Yes. That's what we were talking about. So the worst. A while ago,
1: a company working with NASA invented the translucent ceramic that became Invisalign or invisible braces. Um, and that's, I think we I read that that was the best-selling orthodontic product of all time. Oh,
0: absolutely. Because I got the regular braces yes, and then like bad. a little bit... After, I remember my orthodontist like having all the pictures up, and I was like, I could have gotten those. Yeah. I haven't smiled in years. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Another body part that NASA helped us with was our ears and our hearing. Because of NASA, we have cochlear implants. So Adam Kasaya, an engineer at Kennedy Space Center who was hearing impaired, used his NASA experience from work in the space shuttle program to develop a hearing aid that worked by electric impulses rather than sound amplification.
1: Wow, that's cool.
0: That's huge. I grew up
1: uh, with a kid at school who had one of those, and I had no idea what it was until They're years, absolutely years later. Yeah, they are cool. Yeah. Babies have them too, right? Yes,
0: there's always yeah. those cute baby videos on Facebook where they hear they mom for the first oh, time.
1: Oh, yeah. Those it's are cool. so
0: sweet. Next one, not as sweet.
1: Next one, not <laughs> as sweet, but very, very cool. Um, so this one is a little bit interesting. NASA is not directly responsible for creating this. Mm-hmm. However, their partnership in this gives them enough credit. Um to be able to be in this segment of the podcast. So, how many of you have used a Dustbuster? Uh me. A Dustbuster, if you do not know what it is, uh, it's those those cordless vacuums that are handheld that really were only used for couches and stairs in my house.
0: Yeah. Or I don't the even car. think
1: I had one. Maybe my grandma had one. I remember using one. Anyway, um, so it's one of the most successful commercial spin-offs. Um, of nasa and it's the dustbuster, but it's actually cordless tools in general so when astronauts in the apollo program needed to bring tools far away from the lander they obviously couldn't plug it in um so nasa made them cordless tools so all the screwdrivers you see when you walk into a home depot exist because of this That's now crazy. it wasn't only nasa it was black and decker that made this but it was in par- partnership so they both get credit
0: yeah um next spinoff also one of the most popular by nasa was the laptop in november 1983 nasa flew a nine day space shuttle mission that marked the space to view of the spoc the shuttle portable whoa
1: whoa, stop how did you just see that (laughs) word spoc and not say spock
0: i didn't want to sound like an idiot
1: no spock is awesome and it's a space podcast
0: is it on purpose
1: um i don't know
0: they probably did that on purpose Oh, yeah, there's no way they didn't do that on purpose. Okay. Anyway, so I'm going to let flew, you continue <laughs> yeah, You're right. <laughs> NASA flew a mission that marked the space to view a Spock, the Shuttle Portable Onboard Computer, or also known as the first laptop. And since then, computer companies have all used this technology from Spock.
1: Wow. Well, okay. So this entire podcast, this journey was supposed to be um, a journey for us to learn more about space, mm-hmm. but it's really. Um, Going to be a journey for Flo to get up to speed with all of her space TV shows and movies. So, it really is.
0: <laughs> but that's okay.
1: You get to experience the awe and wonder of it.
0: Yeah, and like the pressure of having to do it right away. Because otherwise week, you think I'm an idiot.
1: Next week we'll have a new intro <laughs> <laughs> Flo's movie trivia journey extravaganza. My
0: review on each movie. Actually, I'll probably let them know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I watch one, one a week now. Yeah, let yeah, us know. yeah, yeah.
0: All right, next one. Take it away, Tony.
1: All right, so this one is uh, freeze-drying. A lot of you, when you think of freeze-dried food... Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
0: One of my favorite cereals is the Special K with the freeze-dried strawberries.
1: Yeah, freeze-dried strawberries. Exactly. Mm. Thank you,
0: Special K. Not sponsored.
1: Special K. NASA actually partnered with Nestle to come up with freeze-drying. So it's a process that involves dehydration of food to make it more convenient for transport. Um, And so you'll see it with, like, fruit, like your freeze-dried strawberries. Mm. Space ice cream is that dehydrated ice cream that's, like, somewhat popular as a consumer good um you'll also see it in insects somebody brought it to um the office one day and they dared someone to eat it so it was a can of dehydrated tarantula jerky Ooh, very weird somebody Did you try ate some? it no somebody ate it for 20 bucks i don't know it's weird 20 bucks yeah
0: i'd eat it for five
1: that was <laughs> 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 that was weird to me it didn't say it was meant for eating on it it just oh it just was there i assumed it was meant for eating but
0: or they could be chicken y'all
1: that's true Wow. It's really just Somebody's for 20 bucks richer.
0: Sure. Yeah, it could have been me. So another one that is very important to me, but I still seem to destroy anyways, um, are <laughs> scratch-resistant lenses. So to withstand the harsh environments of space, NASA developed a diamond-like carbon coating that would go on the astronauts' visors. And this was eventually spun off to the sunglass industry, and most higher-quality sunglasses are coated with this, or your prescription glasses. You can pay a little extra for this coating.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. I think I have that coating on mine because it also has that like UV blue coat thing for the TV screens.
0: Yeah. 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 I have that one too.
1: Yeah. That's very good we're not going to shout out a sponsor for where we got our glasses because, right. incidentally, they're the same exact pair of glasses. We do.
0: We have the same glasses. It's really cute. They're from iBuyDirect.
1: They are. <laughs> <laughs> there, you, there you go. I guess if there's going to be one show that's, like, blatantly obvious with sponsors, it's going to be the spinoff one. Well, it just makes all, sense. it's all the... Because it's all
0: things that we use. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So thank you, iBuyDirect, for the great St. Michael glasses. Oh, they're
0: the best. They're so comfy. They really are. Light. Okay, next one. This I, one's for fun.
1: This one is fun, but it's it actually turns not necessarily fun but super useful so you may not know this or if you played video games i don't know more than a decade ago so people learning video games now wouldn't know this most people learning video games unless now, it's
0: like the retro
1: right unless yeah. it's the retro um and it's the joystick so i remember the first game that i had that used the joystick was well there were two there was Uh, football 97 on the computer and then there was the Chex Quest. Now if you remember getting uh, the Chex cereal boxes, some of the boxes came with a computer game that was called Chex Quest and you had to run around and shoot aliens with a joystick. It was the most terrifying game. You literally just ran around kind of like a halo environment and you'd open metal doors and there would either be a key in there or there would be an alien. It was absolutely terrifying. (laughs) Because I was five years old. Yeah. And so anyway, the joystick was for that. Um, But if you've seen Back to the Future 2, where they go into the future and the kids run up to the thing and they're like, oh, man, I actually have to use my hands for this. And Michael J. Fox is like, oh, I'm a crack shot. That's how I imagine kids growing up today with video games. They're like, oh, man, a joystick. That's lame. I just want to use my Well, We have
0: mini joysticks on the Xbox. That's we do. A joystick.
1: That's true. Yeah. I'm a total idiot. Yeah, <laughs> we do have mini joysticks. Um, so that was uh, the fun part about games. However. Gaming wasn't the first spin spin-off application for the joystick. Um, in 1972, a paraplegic named Tom Wurtz noticed Apollo astronauts driving the lunar rover with the joystick of their own time, which was called the T-Bar. Um, and so after testing it himself, he realized that if this could be adapted to cars, it would help the handicapped population immensely. So nearly after 10 years of development with NASA and the Department of Veteran Affairs, they developed a joystick called the Unistick that was installed to control control a ford van so that people with one arm can control a car amazing that was awesome
0: it's so cool and another one that we didn't put on this list but just like a notable mention is nasa is also attributed for helping um design artificial limbs
1: they are yeah that that's are like, true
0: especially particularly comfortable and useful and all that kind of stuff so go nasa for really oh man the joystick And the cochlear implants and the artificial limbs.
1: And there's another one I just thought of that I found while researching is virtual reality. Yeah. So I don't know all the details of this one, but that is really, really cool. And if you guys haven't seen the commercial yet where that girl with the um, prosthetic leg is trying to walk and she can't, and then they put on the VR of her walking on the beach and then she does it, um, my wife loves that commercial. And it uses two NASA spinoffs. Would you look at that? Yeah, it's a really good one.
0: That's really cool. I haven't seen that yet.
1: It's pretty rad. Oh it's just one goodness. of those commercials where you look at it and you're like... You cry? Thank you. Thanks for that. I needed that today.
0: That's really awesome. I love to hear that. So NASA does so many incredible things, and they make so many incredible things that help us in our daily lives. But we also have a list of things that are not from NASA. <laughs> that are...
1: They, they are attributed to NASA yeah. often.
0: Yeah. But it's a mistake, just it, like my mistake of the MRI thing.
1: Yes, that's which true. Which
0: was convenient. The most
1: popular... Probably, I think of all of them. If people think that NASA um, invented Tang, what is that? Kick in a glass. Yeah,
0: it was like the Kool Aid of like our childhood. Yeah, Tang with the little monkey on it, the chimp.
1: So. It was developed by General Foods in 1957, and it has been for sale since 1959. Um, It's really hard to find now, though. It is hard to find. It was used in multiple space missions, and that's kind of what made it famous, but they did not create Tang.
0: No, they just enjoyed it.
1: They just enjoyed it. That's
0: a good one. Another one is barcodes. So the barcode was actually invented in 1948, but NASA did attribute, they are attributed for developing a type of barcode that could endure in space environments. Ah. So they just made it better. Oh, this one. Ah, this one's mine. Okay. So, <laughs> Fine, think take back. It, Just take it. <laughs> <laughs> So, this is like an urban legend that Tony doesn't remember, but when I was in middle school, this was definitely a thing. That people would say, oh, the Americans were spending uh, millions of dollars to try and design a pen that would work in space. And they were like trying and trying and trying, but they couldn't figure out a way to make the ink flow because they had no gravity. Um... And then the Russians looked at them and you guys they were like, you guys are fools. Just use a pencil. Right? This was like a common like, joke, riddle thing that I heard in middle school. It's not true. So <laughs> an urban legend does state that they spent a bunch of money to develop this pen that could write in space. Um, and the result we call the Fisher Space Pen. But NASA, that's not exactly what happened. NASA did spend money to create a pen to work in space, but the project was canceled (laughs) because the public very much was opposed to it. And U.S. astronauts used pencils instead until the Fisher space pen was invented by a third party. Whoa. Yeah.
1: That's why there's, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I wouldn't even think of a pen not working in space until somebody told me that it didn't work in space.
0: Right. Isn't that incredible? Because
1: of gravity. Wow. so that's why in apollo 13 they're like using pencils to do all their data crunching wow because they needed to
0: but finally there was a space pen so now they're probably still using they're probably using pens
1: i feel like a pencil is cool too i don't know i guess it wouldn't last as long i hate writing in pencil really
0: Mm -hmm. smudges next one last one (laughs) is velcro that one's not by
1: nasa No? no
0: it's a swiss invention from the 40s but it was used um during the apollo missions they used it to anchor like equipment to the astronauts whoa yeah and it's also used for convenience i thought that one
1: i thought that one was a total nasa spin-off okay no very swiss
0: swiss made it first
1: Flo came with some and i came with some and this one surprised me i thought this was very cool
0: (laughs) this is a nice little surprise all right guys
1: Wow, that That, was awesome.
0: That was our spinoff episode.
1: Yes, we'll do these once a year. Of course, we can't look into the future and and see, but next year we'll update you. I'm sure there's some cool 2019 ones for
0: 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, we should guess what they're going to be. Okay. That's impossible. Is it? Okay, go ahead. Go with your wildest guess of next year. What's NASA going to help us invent?
1: I feel like if I went with my wildest guess, then it would be impossible.
0: Oh, I believe. I believe in NASA. Go.
1: So, what I think NASA's gonna accomplish- Oh my accomplish, gosh, I have one! No, what? No, okay. okay. Ah,
0: I wanna fly. So, next year, I think that NASA is gonna have, but like, better than a jetpack, easier, lighter, some kind of flying parachute. I wanna fly next year.
1: You want to fly? I want to like fly. Like, personally?
0: Yes, I want it to be something that is like available to the public and it's just like, oh yeah, put on your backpack, let's go take a fly. So, it is a jetpack, <laughs> but better. Actually. Jetpacks seem messy or scary. Ah,
1: messy? Nice. It a second Messier.
0: Point. We just high fi That was high five.
1: Um, <laughs> so Flo and I will do research uh, for these episodes on current events that we think are super exciting. One of them that I saw today that I didn't include, which um, I don't know why I didn't include it. I'm sorry I'm holding out on you guys. Um, actually, <laughs> has to do with what she just said. She has no idea what I'm talking Absolutely about. Not. But uh, the European Space Agency, or ESA, um, is developing a new thruster that actually converts air molecules into fuel. So, <gasps> yes?
0: Okay, because... Before we were talking about this, I was telling him how I spent a lot of money on gas because I drive a lot, a lot, a lot, and I wish that that had water.
1: What? What? Can you imagine if our cars had this thruster? That's the
0: point. I'm like, man, if I could have like something that was like way cheaper, because my poor car can't handle it. If we could have our cars running off of air, it'll never happen.
1: But Uh, okay, so the direct uh, the reason why ESA is making this is so because uh, for satellites in orbit, so they don't have to correct themselves by getting lower and lower and closer to Earth. Mm -hmm. If they just had this thruster on it, then they can use the air in um, in space. Well, there's limited air in space, but there's low enough to where they have enough molecules, um, where they can actually use it as a thruster and stay up in in orbit for f- like dozens of more years. So, wow. if we could get that on cars, that would be absolutely insane. I want Issa to do that this year. Issa, I'm calling you out in twenty eighteen. Yeah, please. please make a car. Oh my gosh, that would be insane. That would
0: be insane. It's never gonna happen.
1: Okay, don't say never.
0: Well, Justin Bieber wise,
1: has taught us never, never to say, say
0: never. never. <laughs> Jaden Smith. All right, guys. Dang! Wait, what was yours gonna be? That was what I wanted. And kind of, you stole what I wanted. What's your wildest dream? I oh, want to fly. I want, want, want humans
1: want... to be able to create the tesseract from Interstellar. But I guess you're gonna have to watch it to yeah, so understand really what that, that is.
0: But that sounds cool. All right, those are our 2019 predictions or 2018 predictions 2018. for the
1: 2019 issue. Yes. Nice. Thank you, everyone, so much for uh, tuning in and listening to the podcast today. Um, remember that in order to get Um, In order to be considered um, for the contest, it's going to be a Space Messier t-shirt, a mug, and a couple stickers. Mm -hmm. Subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and we will choose the winners on Tuesday night. And we'll let you guys know next week.
0: Yeah. The shirts are super comfy, by the way. I was wearing mine the other night. Yes, they are. They're incredible. Um, Another thing, if you want your questions, your topics, your news stories, your comments featured on the podcast please let us know leave us a message or um, a comment on social media at space but messier on instagram and on twitter shoot us anything you want there we've been checking a lot of our messages on the instagram account and we've had some very nice people say very nice things so we appreciate that a lot or if you want to support us financially you can join us on patreon and join us on this mission for as little as a dollar a month
1: yep and all of these can be found at www.spacebutmessier.com
0: we have a really cool new website. Go check it out.
1: Yeah, we do. And Flo's, uh, Flo's bio is really funny because she hasn't updated it yet. Nope. I'm the one who created it. So <laughs> until she does, then it's going to say that.
0: Oh, I should check it out. You also, should. you can buy the shirts if you are worried that you're not going to win the contest or if you want one of the new Space But Messier logos with the 60s um, theme. That is officially for sale on the website. Yep. So you can order one whenever you want.
1: Spaceformessier.com. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, guys, for listening, and thank you for joining us as we set sail for the stars.
0: Have a wonderful rest of your day.
1: We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Roger, Twink. Tranquility. We copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue.
0: We're breathing again. Thanks a lot. That's
1: one small step for man up That was definitely an E ticket.